Uh, well, okay, so we were trying to use a new program to record ourselves because Zoom last week failed us horribly. Uh. And so we tried something new, and of course it was like, this is awesome! And then it was like, mm, nope, it's not going to work anymore. I mean, I guess we could give it a try again, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it now. Uh, it's left a little bitter taste in my mouth. Uh, yeah. Let's leave it. It's a little still too fresh. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll circle back around. We'll come yeah. back to it. Let okay. it think about what it did. <laughs> yeah. It think about what it did, not us. No. Definitely not user error. No, it needs to go sit in the corner and think about it. Exactly. Balls, a supernatural podcast with Lizzie and Missy. Oh, hi. Hello. How are you? Oh, I am melting. How are you? Uh, I don't want to rub it in, but I'm actually kind of cool and comfortable. I hate you, like a little bit. I know. It's well, fine. I mean, you could have came over. I just you didn't have to wear your mask. I mean, I have some. Except I want that really sweet mask that that one person on Instagram has. Oh, the the um, Supernatural one. Yeah, that one. Is- so made this. It was oh. somebody else. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. Oh, it's really cool. Well, now I need to go look it up. Oh, okay. So here it is. If anyone is interested, Little Library of Magic. Oh, that sounds like a fun place. Yes, uh, it is a crafty mama who hand makes items inspired by fandoms. So oh. shout out to Little Library of Magic, who has the Wayward AF Supernatural giveaway along with twelve other or thir- eleven other shops. Yes, yeah, Femme de Bloom. That's how I heard about that. And you sent me the makes- link, and then I went to all of these places. <laughs> yeah, Femme de Bloom has like she makes earrings, like really cool, like uh, Disney earrings and and Star Wars earrings and stuff like that. They're I have a couple pair. They're pretty awesome. But this mess is adorable because it has, like, pieces of pie and a tie and Dad's journal and Sam, Dean, and Cass. Pieces of pie? Pieces of pie. So those are in in her shop to buy. And then I think she has a headband, a Supernatural-themed headband to give away as part of it. So if anyone's looking for masks that they want to wear, check out Little Library of Magic. Yay! Shout out to them. Also, oh, I gotta take some. I gotta do some housekeeping because she's gonna hear this eventually. And we were talking about it. I need a shout out to my mom because she listens to us now. I think that that's so amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. I think it's awesome that your mom listens to us. And she says that your voice has stayed the same. My voice has changed. I don't know what that means. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but she has started to listen worse? to. Uh, she didn't tell me, and, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. The one who thinks that my voice changed for no reason besides potentially allergies is for the worst. My bad. Oh, my goodness. But you choose to listen to us, so that's on you, boo. <laughs> um, but I, just, I, I needed to shout out to my mom. Thanks for listening to us, mom. <laughs> How's she going to feel about this shout out? she going to be excited? Whoop, like, whoop. My daughter called she- me out on her... Online radio network thing. Now she's gonna be super mad because I used an old lady voice. I'm sorry, oh, no. mom. You don't sound like you don't sound like that. Uh, and I'm done with my housekeeping. I'm gonna stop there before I dig a hole. But yeah, mom's listening to us for the win. Let's say hi to mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> so that's where okay. we're at. I oh, I, I'm trying to jump ahead here. 
I was going to say something about the episode, and I was like, wait, I have other things to do before that happens. I was like, we haven't even brought up the episode, but when we do bring up the episode, so the girl who's in this episode, uh-huh. little known fact, I've extremely recently become obsessed with Hannibal. Okay. With uh, Mads, who I feel bad is always typecast as a bad guy just because he's super Danish. Uber Danish? He's uber Danish. But one of the girl, like one of the characters, Margot, is played by the girl from this episode and I about died. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, wait, she looks really weird a minute. I said, hold on. What are the odds that gives us a supernatural and this chick would be in it? Interesting. Um, but yeah, I've gotten addicted to the series Hannibal because it's on Netflix. Gotta love Netflix. Ooh, Disney Plus was a shout-out for watching Hamilton all day today, and that's a problem. Uh, I started learning the dance from my shot. Uh, so the actress's name is Catherine Isabel. She plays Margot Verger in Hannibal, which if anyone's familiar with the Hannibal series, or Hannibal or Red Dragon in general, Margot Verger is the sister of Mason Verger, who is the one that Hannibal actually convinces after a lot of psychotic drugs. Um, to eat his own, well, to feed his own face to dogs and to eat his own nose. And she plays Ava in Supernatural. I hit the button, though. Push the button. I did. Okay. I was so happy for that to work. It was good for like a hot minute. Yeah, I mean, I guess it did work, and then it was like, mm, no. I'm working too well. Exactly. I wanted to give you a little bit of hope, and then I wanted to crush your dreams. It probably went, hey, this girl is talking about some guy feeding someone's brother to a a dog. (laughs) We need to stop them. We can't have that on our program. (laughs) Even though I think it's talking about a TV show that was made from a book about something that's a little too much. Yeah. Way to go, Liz. I'm the worst. I was just trying to explain who Catherine Isabel was in Hannibal. Which was Margot Verger, who's the sister of Mason Verger, who's like a key character, who's also played by Gary Oldman in the movie Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Because he uses a psychotic or some kind of drug on him that makes him feed him his own face to the dogs and then eat his own nose. But then I was going to say that Catherine Isabel plays Ava <laughs> in Supernatural. So we were getting away from the gory part. I can't wait to edit those two pieces together. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 10, Hunted? Hunted. Yes. Not hunting. Which came came out the day before my birthday in 2007. Oh, really? Yes. This was released January 11th, 2007. Well, happy birthday in 2007. Thanks! (laughs) I don't know what I was doing in 2007 can we tell, for my birthday. Can we tell the kids how old you were? Uh, sure. You don't have to. I would have been 19. 19. Just a baby. Turning the big 1-9. <laughs> not, not even the big 2-0 yet. Not even the big 2-0. Still can't do anything for fun. We definitely probably went to Buffalo Wild Wings or Dave & Buster's. B-dubs. B-dubs. I'm a sucker for a good old... Buffalo wing. Just one wing? No, there's got to be, like, a lot. <laughs> Boneless, bone-in, don't care. So do we want to hear where our friends ranked 
these this episode? Yes. Tell me where Joey Gladstone ranked this. <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like if anyone actually listens to this and they go to see this poor man, they're going to call him Uncle Joey Gladstone. Yeah, and he's like, that's not even my name. Like, that's not even me. So we'll start with uh, Jessica at Desire.com. Uh, so she ranked this episode at 154. She said, it's an exciting episode that brings back Gordon in a great way and introduces us to Ava, another special child like Sam. It's like a mini action movie that ends on a great cliffhanger. Did she and I watch the same episode? Uh, I thought that when I wrote it down because I, this is what I wanted to say before. I felt that this episode was underwhelming. Yeah, and I don't agree with the bringing Gordon back in a great light. No. No, that was, again, in a, <laughs> a great way. It brought yeah, back well, in a great way. Not a great light. <laughs> uh, he's still as psychotic as he was in the last time we saw him. Yeah, and I mean, like, trying to snipe down Sam, like, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so then uh, Uncle Joey ranked at 146, so they're kind of in the same range a little bit. Okay. Although his kind of went a bit, because his wasn't out of as many episodes. So hers would have been kind of in the middle, and his is kind of, like, pushing toward the end mm-hmm. of his uh, ranking. Uh, he says, Dean tells Sam that their father had advised him to kill Sam if he wanted, if he ever turned evil from <laughs> sucking down yellow eyes blood as an infant. <laughs> Sorry. Did Dad know <laughs> that much information? I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't think, think we got to the actual, like, drinking demon blood thing. Yeah, I d- no. It was just the plan and knowing that Sam could potentially be- go dark side. Right. Uh, then he says, the boys tracked down other children of Yellow Eye's army complicating matters. Unhinged hunter Gordon is back and hunting demon... Demon something. I can't read it. Progeny? Is that a thing? Sure. E-R-O-G-E-N-Y? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ava, another child like Sam, goes missing. Some solid setup for season two finale. Is it? Uh, I mean, I would have been fine with Croatoan being the season two finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I agree with them. I don't know. This was this just felt like a filler episode to me. A good way to kind of give us information that we obviously needed to get. Yes. I feel the exact same way. I like the ending. I thought the yeah. ending was fun. Uh, but everything leading up to that, meh. I probably could have done without it. Okay, in my um, Supernatural Urban Dictionary of the week, who do you think I picked this week? Sam. I did! Yes! It's Sam Winchester! So, G. Watson posted in 2018 uh, that Sam Winchester means a giant nerd. <laughs> A moose, according to the demon Crowley. A bitch, according to Dean Winchester, Sam's brother. Sam also, Sam's also a daddy. He's also a small bean who's too precious for this world. And apparently a small bean means innocent. I, I had to look it up. I didn't know what that meant. I don't think I've ever, I'm going to, I feel like we're dating ourselves, but I've also never heard that. No, small bean, S-M-O-L bean. I've I've heard small like like oh you're so small. I guess that does mean innocent. Okay, I'll go with it. I I don't know where the bean came from. I I don't know. 
but okay. Yeah. He is he is too precious now. Yes. Because this is uh when I first started watching the series, I was team Sam. All, all the way. way. All the way. Loved Sam. Was like, ew, Sam. And then that whole shindig happened and I fell off the Sam boat and now knowing what happens. Yeah. And rewatching it again, I'm team Dean all the way. Yes. I'll just say I've always been team Dean. Now, did you watch Gilmore Girls? No. Oh, I was going to say, didn't. because sometimes that influences people on the Sam train. Well, and you see, you would think it would have influenced me on the Dean train because I watched and I didn't. Again, shout out to my mom. Hey, mom! <laughs> watch Days of Our Lives every day religiously. Oh, yeah. Uh, so obviously Jensen Eccles was on Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Uh, so I already kind of had a preconceived knowledge of him. So you'd think that would have influenced me to be just Team Dean from the beginning. Maybe you just wanted a change. Maybe you wanted something different. Maybe I was like, I've seen enough of you. You, new <laughs> face, young one, I like you. Who is this boy that's closer to my age? Who is this boy that could potentially be my future husband? Just kidding, I live in a fantasy world, but it's all right. I'll live in that for a while now. Oh, wait, now he has no soul. Fuck my life. Uh, yeah. That, that was another weird thing. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it kind of fell off. And, like, I still try to sympathize with him. Yeah. For a while. I lived in, like, I was in full self-doubt. <laughs> I was like, no, it's okay, it's not his fault, he doesn't mean it, he's trying, but he doesn't know, and he went through all this, and then eventually I was just like, nope, he's just an asshole now. Yeah. I digress. Kind of did that um, with Demon Dean, too, but you know, again, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Not to spoil anything. And I realized, by the way, that I don't, so we've been saying fucking Meg, goddamn Meg, for like every almost episode. Uh Uh-huh. I completely forgot about the other Meg. I know. <laughs> and I like her. See, that's another thing where you can differentiate blonde versus brunette. Oh, brunette yeah, Meg, I like. Uh, blonde Meg, I hate. Okay, so, Hunter. <laughs> do, do we want an outline? They're going to hate us. They're going to be like, there's so much fucking banter. What do these people never talk to each other? Do they not know each other? We do, actually. Um. But now that we're, we're uh, working from home... We don't get to talk to each other like we used to. I can't just no. peek over the little cube and be like, hey, Liz, da 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 Now I have to type it. And it <laughs> Some days it just we work too much, and then we can't do it. Yeah. It's a holiday weekend, so we're going to work ahead, that whole shit. Four days in one day, you know. So you want an outline? Yeah, give it to me. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 Okay. Unroll the scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still stuck on Hamilton. I'm you're about to like sing the farmer and Okay. Uh distraught Sam sneaks off to Indiana without Dean after Dean tells him what their father said before he died. A psychic tells Sam that she sought him out Wait, what? Was she a psychic? She I don't think she was. I don't know about this. I'll still say it, though. Because she uh, said she just started getting the abilities not that long ago, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess she could be. I mean, does that make Sam psychic? I don't know, because I thought she was just having nightmares, though, not like... like yeah. Are they psychic nightmares? I mean, we're there's, there's, there's Sam psychic nightmares. She's okay. the female Sam. 
Okay. So a psychic tells Sam that she sought him out after, or to warn him uh, of his impending death. Da, da, da. Ooh, is it from Dean? Ah! Um, no. <laughs> Can I just say, um, when this opens up and um, that kid is talking to the psychiatrist, that guy, the doctor guy. Dr. Waxler. Yeah, do you know who uh, Javier Bardem is? That name sounds really familiar. He was in No Country for Old Men. He was the assassin. That's why that name sounds familiar. I think that guy looks like him. Kinda. Like, when it, like, panned to him, like, that guy looks really familiar. And I was like, oh. Yeah, Dr. Waxler did seem familiar, but I couldn't place my finger out. So did Scott, though. Yeah, he did. He looked a little jacked up, though. He looked like he hadn't slept in days. Talk about a tortured soul. Yeah. So we are we open up with uh, good old Scotty boy in Dr. Waxler's office talking about his psychic abilities. But his are basically like he has to touch something. Yeah. Whereas everyone else kind of just sees the future, can control other people's minds. or. That's right. He Wasn't he like a... Do you, like, electrocute a cat or something? Yeah. And then the poor guy walks to his car and gets stabbed. But we never see the actual killer. No. And that, whenever the, he whenever he was stabbed and it kind of, like, didn't it kind of, like, move up? Kind of, like, yeah, he chilling got, around in there? He basically got, like, gutted, essentially. It reminded me of Scream. When people oh, got yeah. That was very Scream-esque. Even the way that it was shot, like, overhead by the subway trains. Mm-hmm. And then we see, like, the dark figure looming in the background. Yep. And Scott turns around, doesn't see anybody, and then he turns around, and there's a shadow in the window. Yeah. And then he gets stabbed in the chest. And then, obviously, because we're uh, dramatic, we have to have blood coming out of the mouth, too. Yeah, that was, like, the thickest, like, chocolate syrup blood <laughs> That was, that was like, just straight corn syrup. Yeah. But, like, corn syrup that kind of sat out without the lid on. It, yeah, like, coagulated. Yeah. My note says, oh, shit, that kid is killed because he talked. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Yeah. Just how it works. Yellow <laughs> Eyes was like, nah, fuck that dude. He said something about what I gave him. Kill him. Exactly. Snitches uh. get stitches. <laughs> I want to say, um... Did you see on Twitter the other day that Vasco from Supernatural or Supernatural Virgin posted his notes, like how he takes his notes? Yes. And they're like how I think you take your notes the same way. They're like how our notes look. They're just like reactions. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And you'd think like in my mind as I'm taking these notes, I'm like, oh, I'll definitely know what's going on in the episode based on like, oh, shit, son. Yeah, exactly. What was my last <laughs> week where I was just like, oh, wow, WTF. No, Sam. <laughs> Awkward. Like, what, what does that even mean? Yeah. I don't know now. Like, I'll go up and be like, damn, Dean! Bring in the heat! Like, I don't- what? Damn, son. Damn, you got some issues! <laughs> um, so then, we cut after the- to, like, the gorgeous scene by the lake. Where we last left Sam and Dean, which, again, is, like, the most picturesque spot. So for them to share a couple of beers and watch the sunset. I don't know. That seemed like such a date spot that I thought it was kind of weird. Is Sam even old enough to drink? I mean. <laughs> just yeah, because they were in a bar for finals week. 
Yeah, I mean, he is like, what, 22 or whatever, 22, 23? Yeah. No, it's like, he does, whenever he's talking to Dean, like, Dad, or Dean says what Dad told him, and then Mm -hmm. Sam gets his, like, angry nose wrinkle. You know how his, like, his eyes get really small and his nose wrinkles up, like. (laughs) I was wondering, did Dean stop for beer, or this just sitting in the Impala? Or is the Impala, like, uh, Mary Poppins? bag <laughs> you want it and it's right there dean's like i need a couple of cold ones pulls like reaches behind the back seat and was like oh here you go <laughs> i know they carry that cooler around but i feel like uh, uh, you never see it it's like they're clothes you never see like suitcases so who knows and at the same time like obviously you never know when you're gonna need a fresh heart to summon a demon or create a force field so that's true maybe there um, is a mary poppins bag somewhere Maybe. Maybe it's the trunk, and we just don't know. It just looks like a small armory. There's stuff beyond that. Maybe. Ooh. You think, like, there's the false bottom, and then there's, like, a falser bottom. Yeah. Now that just makes me think of <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. When he's like, I'm Mary Poppins, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Dean, where'd you get that beer? I'm Mary Poppins, bitch! Just take it! Well, bitch jerk makes a comeback in this episode. Finally, we haven't heard the endearing nicknames they gave each other. Yeah, in a while. And I felt so bad because obviously you can tell when Dean's telling this to Sam that he didn't want to say it. Yeah. But at the same time, if he didn't want to say it, then why did he tell him? Because he knew how Sam would react. So a part of me is like, did Dean want him to do this? Like a small part of him. I think that he needed to get it off his chest. It was just eating away at him I think, inside. I think he has so much other stuff that eats at him daily that this was just like, just that he'd think he needed to get that off. He didn't want to just keep it internalized that his father told him that he'd eventually have to kill his younger brother? Well, I mean, he did kind of do it for a couple of days, right? True. So. And then I felt back as Dean's like, well, there's, you know, let's, we should just lay low, you know, we'll, we won't go hunting for a while. We'll just keep it real cool, calm, collected, you know. We'll go to Amsterdam. Yeah. He's like, they yeah. have coffee shops that don't sell coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dean. Uh, so then obviously he waits till Dean's in the hotel room and sneaks out and steals the car next to the Impala. I thought for a second he was going to straight up steal the Impala. That's what I thought he was doing whenever he started to break in the, like, to unlock it. It was like a Dodge Spirit or something. Mm-hmm. One of those 90s, early 90s cars. He himself to an abandoned house at 5637 Monroe Street, which is like the shadiest and most rundown of abandoned houses. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so shitty. Were there uh, any houses wh- next to it? Like, no, and it, there was like no street lights. <laughs> yeah. It was Wait, like where, the house at the end of the road. Where was this episode? Did we say that? No, we did mention where it's at. Uh, oh, Lafayette, Indiana. Okay. That's where we are. And Sam sneaks in and kaboom, he explodes. And all that is left is his shoe. His one shoe. Is this a, oh my god, is this a precursor? Is that it's foreshadowing? Is that the Easter egg in this episode for future episodes? I think so. Oh my god. Putting it all together. This is why you need to go back and rewatch this. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a shoe. I lost my shoe. <laughs> I, that was so when Vine was a thing. I made a Vine with a guy I was dating at the time, who was also like six foot three, 
and we were watching Supernatural for the second time for me, first time for him together. So we nicknamed, I nicknamed him Moose. Okay. And his hair progressively got longer too. And Seems he always like wore plaid. Sam. Pretty much. So we made a vine to that where I was Dean and he was Sam. Oh, that's <laughs> And I still have it somewhere. That's awesome. Um, so then obviously it cuts to a girl waking up from a nightmare with some guy next to her. And we get to see Ellen again. Hi, Ellen. Hi, Ellen. Do you notice how dark Ellen's eyes are? Yes. They're very dark. I was kind of like a little demon-y there for a second. Oh, and then we find, where's Joe? I have written down. Where's, where did Joe go? So Ellen says that Dean's been calling. Yeah. So then obviously Sam asks where Joe is. And Joe just kind of left because she wanted to hunt. And Ellen said, not under my roof. <laughs> I don't think so. But Joe does send her postcards every now and then. I like how it's postcards in 2007 and not like a phone call. Well, I don't, well does Joe have her own cell phone or is she probably still on her mom's plan? I don't know. There's <laughs> got to be a one payphone left in America. She can go to Roanoke to that payphone. Or oh, yep. Cro the Croatoan thing. Croatoan payphone. <laughs> hey, paying blood droplets. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I did think it was very sweet that Ellen said that uh, she forgave John a very long time ago for her husband, Bill. Yeah, that was nice. But then she still wouldn't talk about what had happened, which, I mean, she doesn't have to, so. Well, I think she forgave but doesn't want to revisit. Right, yeah, you don't want to go back and bring it all up again. through all that. She doesn't want to dig it back up. Yeah. I loved Ash. Ash was being so skeptical. He's like, the fuck do you want? Like, basically, he's getting all this information Sam, and he's just like, the fuck do you want me to do? Some fucking crazy shit. You want me to look up people born on this date who had their mother burn on the ceiling of their nursery? <laughs> Is that in the records? Mom burned that on ceiling? I don't know. He had to dig somewhere. He was just like, um, died in nursery. That's close enough. Can you Google that? Oh, this woman died in the hallway before the nursery. No, oh, no dice. Nope. Sorry. Doesn't fit our uh, criteria. Nope. <laughs> So he finds, what, five, four people, five people uh, yeah. that match the same criteria in a nationwide search? <laughs> what if this was international? Why are, why are we just looking at the United States? What if there are special kids everywhere? Because uh, we got Sam. We get Max Miller. Me like Mac Miller? Eh. Well, that's the <laughs> that's psychic kid from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, Andy Gallagher, which I guess, does that count his brother, too? Uh, the twin. You should count him. Um, and Scott Carey. Which is the kid and, that died at the beginning of this, right? Yep, and that's when he says that, because uh, Sam asked for his address, and he goes, well, he's dead. He's in a cemetery in Lafayette, Indiana. He did. Um, and said that he just died not that long ago, about a month ago, and the cops have no suspects. But he died, stabbed to death in the parking lot. And as he leaves, he tells Ellen to not call Dean, even though she really wants to call Dean. He basically begs her not to say anything and says that Dean can't protect him from this. Ooh, I think he can. He's like having an identity crisis. Yeah. I do like, though, that uh, Ash takes his beer when he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. That's I, You know, you can't let a good cold one go. Yeah, he just kind of sneaks in there and grabs it. 
Um, so Sam obviously goes to Lafayette, Indiana, visits Scott's dad, where he eventually goes up to his room and finds a really creepy, like, ode to yellow eyes mural. Oh, yeah, that was weird. In the closet. Yeah, that was real creepy. That was super fucking weird. Also, where the hell is that kid finding that many yellow eyes? I just just thinking the same thing. Like, he's going through magazines, just ESPN world. Like, that guy's got a yellow No, I don't feel like that's not <laughs> as normal as he thinks it is. It's either that or he has a lot of yellow markers. Yeah, that's true. Because highlighter's not coming through clearly like that. No, uh-uh. Um, and then he goes back to his hotel room after that and gets what he thinks is being followed by some scary person. And it turns out it's a tiny girl named Ava. <laughs> He almost just, like, body throttles. I know. <laughs> and she just says that you're in danger. Yeah. And what's also weird to me is, like, this entire time she's explaining herself to him and explaining everything that happens. And Sam's not weird about it. So he's like, yeah, no, I completely understand where you're coming from. You have the same kind of abilities as us. We should figure this shit out. And she's like, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm crazy now. But you're, like, super crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go back to my fiance cause I need to go get married. And now that I've said my crazy, your crazy sounds crazier than my crazy. So <laughs> I'm good. Like part of me wants to be like, you realize everything you just did is just about as crazy as what he's saying. Yeah. But that's, that's too crazy to you. Or the fact that maybe it's him validating her crazy that she now realizes like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I want a normal life. Just walk away. Just walk away. Um, which also we found weird because Sam brings up a bunch of stuff and we find out that her mom isn't dead. Mm -mm. We find out that her mom lives in Palm Beach. Yeah. Um, we also find out that Ellen has called Dean and told him where he's at. Oh yeah, she did. Way to go, Ellen. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I wish she would have done it sooner. Yeah, me too. Like, I get why Sam doesn't want him to be there, but at the same time, like, you're gonna need her. You're gonna need him. Mm Mm-hmm. Not to mention, Ava drove from Illinois. Yeah. So it's not like she just, like, took a walk around the block, knew where Sam was going to be, and was just like, oh, hey, by the way, I dreamed that you're going to die. Yeah, and he's like, how did you find me? She's like, well, there was stationery, and I, like, looked it up. I also wish that I had half the ability to remember any of my dreams that these psychic kids have. I know. <laughs> remember <laughs> tiny details in their memories. I also like the fact that she was just like, Nope, okay, I drove all the way from Peoria, Illinois to save your ass, but now I'm going to fucking leave because your crazy is way too much, and as she reaches for the door, Sam's just like, if you leave now, you're never going to know anything about your nightmares. Yeah. And then it fast forwards to her sitting in Waxler's office with Sam, like, scaling the side <laughs> of a building, like, thinking he's Spider-Man. <laughs> so funny. And obviously Ava has, like, a full m- breakdown at the fact that she just, like, lied so that Sam could go steal medical history. Yeah, she was, like, she's living on the edge. She's like, it was awesome! <laughs> but I do like the fact that, like, they... I feel like Scotty told a little too much to Dr. Waxler. Yeah. Like, I get that he's your psychiatrist, but you probably should have left out the fact that uh, there's a yellow-eyed demon yeah. who apparently has plans for you, and that there's a war coming. Yeah... And that people like him are being used as soldiers. Little TMI. And then I laughed so hard because Dean breaks into the hotel room and sees Ava and it's like, Sam, you slide dog. Yeah. It's like him sitting there be like, ooh, Sam, giggity, giggity. You didn't have to drive all the way out here for a hookup. 
Yeah, I put uh, Dean automatically thinks Sam got himself a girl. <laughs> He's like, all right. All right, all right, all right. And then who ruins everything? Goddamn Gordon. Fucking Gordon. Has to go shoot up the motel room. Ugh, such a nice blue motel room. It was one of the nicer motel rooms. Apparently Dean just needs to let Sam pick the motels from now on. Yeah, it was the Blue Rose Motel. Whoa, fancy. Mm-hmm. That's no where you wonder take you your... thought Sam was getting some. Exactly, that's where you take your lady friends. The Blue Rose. From, from states away. Just go. <laughs> the one I want to catch you is drive a couple of states via the Blue Rose Motel. Oh, yeah. I do like the fact that, like, again, be happy Dean showed up. Because what did Dean do? He went and go and beat the piss out of Gordon. Until, you know, he gets knocked out with the butt of a rifle. Well, yeah. I mean, that happens to the best of us. It really does, you know? I mean, if you haven't been hit with the butt end of a rifle in your lifetime, are you really living? Who also then kidnapped <laughs> Dean. <laughs> you had, like, no reaction to that. <laughs> <laughs> Possible deniability. Uh, I'm, putting, I'm putting crickets in there. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I also like the fact that Sam realizes, like, he he like by the the side the size of the rounds that like Gordon put a suppressor on the rifle. Yeah, I, it's where did he learn that? He's like, oh, these are two thirty three caliber rifle uh, rifle rounds. Must have been a suppressor. I'm like, isn't the suppressor? Granted, I don't know things about guns, so if you know anything about a gun, you can educate me on this. But to me, a suppressor is just something that, like, is like a silencer. You just, like, screw it into, like, the front of the gun, and it just, like, silences it. I was under that impression also. So, like, I don't understand how that affects the calibers, because if that's the case, then how do you know what kind of rifle it is if you're changing? I don't know. But go Sam for apparently fucking knowing that. Yeah, seriously. And apparently now Ava's freaked out because, like, having the dream where somebody got blown up wasn't freaky enough. Now she's getting shot at. Not alone, but now she's getting shot at. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? I gave you all my information. Peace the fuck out. I'm out. Bye. Can we also talk about how Dean's code word is funky town? (laughs) For, like, I'm in trouble. Help me. I will talk about that later. Well, at least Sam got Ava out of the way. He tells her to go home, which is also not a great idea. Now no. that you've been shot at. Yeah. But whatever. And Gordon talks like he has some kind of a moral code. Oh my god. He just annoys the shit out of me. Where he's like, where obviously now he has Dean all kind of like tied up and gagged. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> but basically says that he wants revenge on the both of them. But he's like, you know what, you're a hunter. I draw a line. I'll beat the shit out of you, but I'm not going to kill you. Because I'm not a killer. But your brother, who's just a psychic, is free game. Right, yeah, I'll kill him. But shouldn't he, like, but he's a hunter, too, so. And he's just a psychic. It's not like he can, it's not like he can control people with his mind. And and whose word is Gordon taking? The word of a demon. Yeah. He's all kind of jacked up. He's all kinds of fucked up. He's got, like, Stockholm Syndrome. And it wasn't even a good demon. It was a low-ranking demon. <laughs> it wasn't even like he was talking to, like, the commander-in-chief demon. Like, <laughs> commanding 23 legions. It was... He, he clearly did not know the rankings. Of no, demons. he talked to a low-ranking demon who muttered something about a war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't talking to the king 
demon of no wherever and that they're the humans are the soldiers and it's these special children with psychic abilities and gordon already knew about sam's visions from the roadhouse yeah and now apparently these special children are going to be killers <sighs> but obviously sam finds dean because they can smell each other's musk i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is! I see him. Oh, smell him. do I smell? Do I smell a little of whiskey and an so egotism? <laughs> My brother must be here <laughs> with a hint of cinnamon. Ooh! <laughs> and obviously, Sam picks open the lock of the back door, but already kind of having the preconceived knowledge that he's gonna die in this dream, so he kind of figures what's gonna happen. Yeah. He walks in slowly, which sets off a first explosion, which breaks down part of the wall because this is a shitty-ass rundown house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And um, Dean didn't seem... Dean wasn't, like, jarred by that one. No! But it he was, did scream through the gag. Yeah. It was when the second grenade went off that he was, like, so... Sad. He was sad. He it had very, tears coming out of his eyes. Yeah, it was a very dramatic, like... No, not Sam. Not my Sammy. Which even Gordon thought that Sam was dead. Yeah. Because he sees the shoe on the ground. The shoe. The fucking shoe. But nothing else. The shoe survived. Um, Sam but, remembered one the part of the dream. He's like, he, he's like, you know what? If I'm not going to die, I at least have to do this right shoe. I wonder if he was like, was it the left shoe or the right shoe? I need this correct. It was a pretty nice boot, too. It was. I think Did he's he go, wearing some Timberlands. Did he go back and get his shoe? I hope so. Otherwise, he's running around with one shoe. <laughs> I lost my shoe. I lost my shoe again. I, I'm surprised <laughs> he wasn't like, I lost my shoe. Again. Again. <laughs> now Sam's got his gun on Gordon. Yeah. Demanding Gordon to drop his gun. <laughs> my notes are, come on, Dean. Sammy is smarter than that. He didn't blow up. And then, bam, Sam. And then I had to put it in parentheses, gun on Gordon, so I remembered why I was saying, bam, Sam. <laughs> but at the same time, at this point, I'm like, did you really trust Gordon to not pull some shady shit? Yeah. Like, you really thought he was just going to put his gun on the ground after he just tried to kill you for, like, the 18th time? Uh-huh. That he wasn't going to come around and try and just punch you in the face? Yeah. But obviously, which also is weird. Like, did he also think that Sam just out of nowhere was going to get this crazy bloodlust because he has psychic abilities and occasionally gets a migraine when he wakes up? <laughs> I mean, I get occasional migraines, too. Does that mean... Does that I'm mean you're special? a killer? Do you have... Are you a special child? Do you have psychic abilities? Apparently, all the above. Because then Gordon's just like, do it, do it. Show your brother the killer you really are, Sammy. Oh, yeah, like, don't... He's not going to do that. Even if you egg him on, he will, though, hit you with the rifle. Which, I mean, it's just payback for hitting Dan with hitting Dean with the Dan. rifle. Who the hell is Dan? Damn. I, I was going to say damn. I was combining Sam and Dean's name. <laughs> oh, you do, you damn. do damn and I do seem, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that, that's what it happened. And at the same time, like, part of me... Also, I wanted to be like, didn't this just happen in the last episode where Dean was going to pull a trigger on somebody and Sam's like, no, don't do it. Now you have another one where Sam's like, oh, I'm so close and I want you to die for all the shady shit you've done, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, then Dean's mean? obviously ready to fucking kill. Like, in this whole thing, I'm like, Gordon, you have it wrong, bro. Like, Dean is the one who's ready to kill anybody. Right. Well, he should know that. Remember the vampires? Yeah. 
But as soon as Sam unties Dean, Dean's ready to be like, no, I'm going to kill him. Let's do this. We discussed that. Dean is sitting there, like, trying to get out of these ropes, like, jiggling and all this shit. It took Sam one second to undo that rope. One second. I feel like a flick of the wrist and that thing would have been gone. I feel like at some point, Daddy Winchester would have tied his children up and left them and been <laughs> like, all right, figure this shit out or no dinner tonight. <laughs> I can just see that happening. Like, I'm going hunting. I'm going to see if you can get out of these. <laughs> You're going to tell me at no point did John Winchester... The man who prepared for everything, as we later see, <laughs> yeah. with his, like, storage unit, mm-hmm. at no point was like, all right, look, I've taught you how to load a gun, make your own sawed-off shotgun at, like, age six. Uh, I've taught you how to kill things. I've taught you how to make hex, like, bags and all this shit. But at no point did John Winchester go, you know what? My kids are going to need to learn how to get out of a rope. They're going <laughs> to get tied up at some point. I'm sure there was a class. Like, I, I just see it as, like, him ordering a pizza. And be like, all right, I'm going. If you guys want to eat, you need to get out of this. <laughs> Before the pizza guy gets here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the nice way to do it instead of like, all right, you guys have three hours. By the way, I've rigged some explosions in here, so. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> if you don't want to die, <laughs> get out of these ropes. Can we talk about how when Gordon gets back up and, like, the boys went outside and he gets up and he's like Michael Myers walking toward them trying to shoot them? Yeah, he walked out with, like, two guns. But it's he's not running after them. He's not chasing them. He's, like, slowly walking like a horror movie killer. Can we also talk about how Sam and Dean were basically, like, gophering it? Yeah. Because yeah. they hear shots and they're running, but they're also ducking. Yeah. At every shot fired. Serpentine, and they hide serpentine. In t- <laughs> they hide in tall grass? Yeah. Well, there was a, I think there was a ditch, too. Uh, yeah, and then five cop cars basically surround him and arrest him that was the best when they opened up his secret compartment behind the front seat yep i was like oh and then sam's like it was an anonymous tip (laughs) (laughs) um so obviously dean gives ellen a call oh he yells at her fucking destroys her poor ellen i feel bad because she denies the whole thing yeah um and i feel even worse because she's she's like i'm not disloyal but she also mentions that the roadhouse is full of hunters. Yeah, she's like, there's 11 people here right now that could figure it out. Yeah, Gordon could have gotten it from anybody. And then I feel bad, because then obviously Sam tries to get a hold of Ava. Can't get a hold of her. So they decide to keep on hunting. Well, Sam keeps saying he wants to keep on hunting. Keep on, uh, keep it on. He would like Dean to have his back. Yeah. Enter bitch jerk. Jerk. Coy smile. <laughs> And I'm happy that Sam listens to his gut, because they go to check on Ava, and poor Brady oh, God. is just destroyed. That was a bloodbath, literally. Oh, my goodness. He's dead in the bedroom with bloodstains all over the place. Oh, so gross. And uh, also, this demon is not a good demon. He left traces of sulfur all over the ledge of the window. Yep. Didn't clean up after himself. So at this point... Were you thinking that Ava was a demon? Uh, or do you think Ava was taken by a demon? I am, at this point, I think that she was taken by a demon. Okay. Then do you think the demon left Ava's engagement ring on the bed for a reason? That I don't know about. Because it wasn't until I saw the engagement ring that I was like, oh, maybe she did it. And then the demon was just like, not anymore. Oh, like she like threw it off and left it. After she killed him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. That was my thought. 
I thought it was like one of those things where like it was a struggle and you know it, it might have been too big and it flew off. Mm, she didn't size it yet. Yeah, pr- yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we're left. So you got some random shit about this episode. Don't I always? Good. I want to hear it. Okay. Well, the first thing I have is I don't have a lot. There, there wasn't a lot with this episode. Uh, but the first thing I have is they mentioned T.J. Hooker, mm, mm-hmm. which uh, is a 1980s cop show starring William Shatner. Good old William Shatner. Yep. I love William Shatner. I know you do. I met sh- him. Uh, he has a show, a new show. It might not mm-hmm. be new. I might just be hearing about it. Is it new? It's somewhat new, yeah. Okay. I don't remember what it was called, or I'd plug it. Okay, so you mentioned Funky Town. Mm-hmm. It's safe word. Dean's code word. Uh, yeah. Funky, Funky Town is a 1980 disco song by Lips, with two P's, L-I-P-P-S. It was one of the big, last big disco hits. Uh, as we said, it is also Dean's code word to indicate he is in trouble and at gunpoint, specifically. How many code words are there, then? Like, hey, I'm not at gunpoint. I'm at knife point. Uh, yeah, see, I don't know. Because on IMDb, you know, my new source for everything, mm-hmm. Uh, they say that the o- this is the only time that Funky Town is used. It says that Sam and Dean's quote-unquote real code word for trouble is Poughkeepsie. So that's just general trouble? I guess. In Funky Town is gun trouble? I don't, I don't know. That's so weird. Then I, I feel like it was their monster trouble. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's the monster match. Like, Sam, I took the locomotion today. <laughs> you got to swing your hips now. <laughs> you can you just swing your hips to the left <laughs> Sam gets off the phone he's like Dean's in trouble vampire trouble we need to go it's in Kentucky it's like what <laughs> it's that specific it's that specific. like if he had said swing your hips to the right he'd know it's like New York I don't know yeah, oh, yeah, oh, east coast west coast I get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay so you said earlier about Catherine Isabel who was Ava yes. uh, she's another X-Files alumni and she was also in Freddy vs. Jason. So wait, she's an X-Files? Oh, I didn't know she was in Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, that's yep. weird. Babe. So, so she's an X-Files alumni. Uh, and then, so she's and then, in the X-Files alumni. Guess who's also in Hannibal? Who? Julian Anderson. Uh, oh. Yeah, she plays Hannibal psychiatrist. Okay. Mm-hmm. What a small world. Yeah, now I remember Ava in, uh, and I'm going to call her Ava, and that's not even her real name. Uh, in Freddy vs. Jason. She was the one who was married to Douche Bro. Or not married. She was in a relationship with D- Douche Bro. Oh, okay. Who refused to call her by her name. Just, babe, babe, give babe. me a beer. Babe. Hey, babe. Oh, I was so happy when he fucking died. Uh, and then I have that Jared was in Friday the 13th reboot. Yes, he was. He Which died in a cabin. I hate to admit that I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, I watched that uh, for him, and then obviously I watched House of Wax just to watch Paris Hilton die, but he was a nice addition. When did this movie come out? What, House of Wax or Friday the 13th? No, Friday the 13th. Uh, not too long ago. It was before the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. I'm going to have to look it up. I, I am an absolute... But Friday he plays a boyfriend who visits the camp. Okay, because I'm a, I'm a Friday the 13th fanatic. Yeah. I, you haven't th- seen that one? I thought I saw them all, apparently. <laughs> I was not in the reboot. Uh, yep. Maybe I thought to myself, why would I see the reboot? Because I thought the same thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, so Texas, little known fact, I have never walked out of a movie except for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. I got past where 
Blondie gets his legs lopped off mm-hmm. and hung on the hook. And at that point, I was just like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> because my problem was it was just so boring. Because half the thing with horror movies is you don't know who's going to die. Right. And even if it's a reboot, usually they change some things around or you like stuff. Like My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. Knew how My Bloody Valentine was going to turn out. But I still watched it because it was very well done. And they changed some things. Yeah. Whereas that one, they were like, at the beginning, they tell you how many kids there are. And then they tell you that, like, no one survives. So you're just watching, waiting for people to die. And it just wasn't exciting. And at that point, we were just like, I'm not even in the mood for this. So I'm just going to leave. Yeah, I didn't like that movie at all. It was. It didn't tickle my fancy. Mm-mm. But yeah, anyway. you should watch it. Jared's in there. Not for long, though. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. I, I was disappointed in myself that I didn't know about it. Oh, I didn't queue up my international title. <gasps> what? Shoot. Damn it. Uh, now you gotta say it. Good luck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll spell it for you. Uh, most of them met hunted. So okay. the, the Polish one, which I thought was interesting, which is spelled Z-W-I-E-R-Z-Y-N-A. Good luck. Nope. Uh, met quarry. Oh. What? Okay. <laughs> I feel that's like nothing to do with anything, but sure. Oh, I feel like I have failed that I didn't have that. I mean, I'm a little let down, but it's fine. You want me to go find it real quick? No, no, no. <laughs> Lafayette, Indiana is a real town next to West Lafayette. Which was first? Uh, I don't know. Probably, huh. probably East Lafayette. West Lafayette is home of the Purdue University. Oh, okay. And there is, in fact, a Monroe Street that goes through the town. Oh, look at, look at Supernatural being honest about this. Yeah, it's probably a nicer street than the one. Than the <laughs> one with the rundown building with, like, the mattress in front. Oh, ugh, creepy. The box spring. Uh, when Dean and Sam are running from Gordon and they jump into the ditch, uh, Jensen actually fell into the ditch. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, the editors liked it so much that they kept it in the episode. That's perfect. <laughs> You just see him like. I'm glad he didn't hurt himself. Yeah, for real. You end up like uh, Jared with a cast on. Have to write in another cast three episodes later. <laughs> uh, there were some goofs in this episode. Sam's injuries don't appear in the car after the whole Gordon deal. Again, maybe maybe the Impala Mary Poppins just like sucked them out. I guess, but they uh, the cuts and bruises reappear once they're in Ava's house. See, it's because they're out of the car. Yet. <laughs> The car is, ugh. Car is magic. Baby is magic. It keeps you young. Uh, and the amount of beer uh, in the glass that Sam has at the roadhouse changes between shots uh, when Sam is talking to Ash at the bar. He really needs to stop drinking between scenes. Yeah. Yeah, where's the continuity person on that one? Come on. For he real. obviously drinking the beer. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay, that is all that I have for you. Okay. All right. What are, well, What are you going to talk about today? Okay, so this was a little difficult, I'll fully admit, and this might sound like a repeat from when we found out about Max Miller, you know. <laughs> Not Mac Miller. Not Mac Miller, but Max Miller. Max Miller. Um, because this still dealt with the same kind of problem that the special children have, which is their psychic abilities. Yeah. Uh, so this time, I actually kind of focused on the idea of dreaming of the future and divination. Like in Harry Potter? Kind of. Did they have divination class? Yes, there was divination class in Harry Potter. With, and uh, some of this actually deals with some of the stuff that they do in Harry Potter. Oh, really? Yes. Um, so first, I'm going to cite my sources. 
I used Faena.com. Faye is in like the fairy. Okay. Uh, Miriam Webster, Britannica, LearningReligions.com, and Psychology Today. Is it no longer Encyclopedia Britannica? Well, I use Britannica.com. Oh, okay. Um, do, do you remember the Encyclopedia Britannica commercials on TV? Oh my God! Yeah, like that redheaded kid in glasses. <laughs> Those were the best. Turns out that's now like, it's a Weasley. It's, oh my God! It might be a Weasley. <gasps> it could be. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so divination uh, means to be inspired by God, or to be inspired by a God or a higher power. Uh, and according to Merriam-Webster, it means the art or practice that seeks to foresee or foretell future events or discover hidden knowledge, usually by the interpretation of omens or by the aid of supernatural powers. It can also mean unusual insight or intuitive perception. The first known use of divination was actually in the 14th century, and it comes from the Latin divinatio or divinare. The different types of divination include... Because it's not just one. Divination is like the overbearing. So if it was like the jellyfish body. Oh. <laughs> and then the different types of the tentacles. I like that analogy. <laughs> yes. I guess I could have used like the tree. but No, I like jellyfish, jellyfish way better. Is where we're going to go with it. I like uh, it. So the first being astrology. In the Middle Ages, astrology was considered actually a fundamental liberal art. It was actually used as an, author an authorized source of information in royal courts. So instead of just like seeking out the information, they could confer to an astrologist. And that was just as good as actually seeing it happen. Oh, okay. Like, I take your word for it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there's automatic writing. Oh, I've seen that on uh, TV. Yes. Um, it's... What they do is they think that they disconnect from their, their own consciousness and they're actually connecting with a spirit guide. That's the most common practice of automatic writing or that they just close their consciousness and let their subconscious take over, which then is usually used with a pen and a paper to do automatic writing, which is where they have messages come forth, quote, through the veil. Then there's psychometry. I've seen that on TV too. Which is also known as object reading. It was all in the same show, by the way. Which is kind of more similar to Scotty Boy's thing, where a person can learn about an event or a person simply by touching an object. So they believe that the object can hold energy. So it's not necessarily that you're seeing the future, but more so that you can read the past. Okay. That's um, so, you, so you can see, like, if somebody were to go to Gettysburg and touch a cannon, they'd be able to see that battle that that cannon was in or the person that was either killed by that cannon or the person who was running the cannon. Okay. Yeah, that show I saw it on, she was, uh, she did a portrait, like a painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you can see, like, a person that that object is tied to. Mm-hmm. Also, same thing, if, if a little girl was very tied to, like, a teddy bear, that person would be able to touch the teddy bear and see that little girl. Yeah. Another form of divination is palmistry. Palmistry? Is it what I think it is? It is, which is also known as and I'm going to, I can't, I don't know if it's a ch or a k sounding, but it's chiromancy. Okay. Which is palm reading. Okay. And it's using the lines of the hand to tell different pieces of someone's life, which they believe can then foretell the future. So there's like a lifeline and a love line. And depending on the breaks in those lines will tell the reader something about it. And I wish I could go more in depth, but I cannot read palms. You can't? 
I try to read my own and it's difficult because one of the problems with some of these divinations, especially if you're doing your own, is reading too much into it. Oh, okay, yeah. And obviously, if you know more about your life, you'll be like, oh, well, obviously, obviously this break in my love life means that the divorce I just went through was totally going to happen. <laughs> and like that kind of stuff. That's my anniversary for that today. Really? Eight years, yeah. Congratulations on your freedom. Thank you. It's my You're Independence welcome. Day. It is your Independence Day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Another form is numerology. And numerology is actually one of the more easier divinations that pretty much almost anyone can do. You just got to consult the internet with what it means. <laughs> I believe everything on the internet. But what numerology does is that it supposedly determines your life path by using your birthday. And numerology only uses numbers one through nine. And there are only three master numbers where they allow double digits which are 11, 22, or 33. Does it tell you why those numbers? Because what you end up doing, so in order to do it, and I did it with my birthday just to show uh, an example in case anybody wanted to try, is basically you take your month, day, and full year, okay. and you add everything up until you get a single digit or the double digits 11, 22, or 33. Oh, uh, okay. Um, because numerology only deals in numbers one through nine. Yeah as life paths. So like for me, I'm January 12th, 1988. So I added up 1, 12, and then 1988. So I did 1, 1, 2, until I got, so those added up to 31. And then obviously because that's not a master number, I added up three and one, which gave me the life path of four. And according to my life path of four, I looked it up, I am the systems builder and teacher. Okay. And I used Felicia Bender. Hey, Felicia. Not by Felicia. She is, she is a practical numerologist. Oh, okay. So basically, if you want to, you can go to add your stuff up, go to her website, and then click your life path number that you end up getting. I get a nine. Basically, according to her, and if I were to read this, if I were to audition for the cast of Winnie the Pooh, I would land the role of Owl. Oh, okay. I am cerebral, intelligent, and a seeker of knowledge. Um, I'm all about developing stability through slow and steady processes. I like to build solid foundations. I devour information on topics or subjects that interest you. You devour it? I devour. Apparently, um, <laughs> my mantra, because she throws in mantras too, uh, are, I don't want to argue, but let me tell you why I'm right. <laughs> Again, my Capricorn is apparently just coming right through in my life path. I love it. Home is important, and I crave the sense of security that home exemplifies. I feel personally attacked, so I'm going to stop reading. <laughs> uh, I just did mine real quick. I'm yeah, a nine. okay. You're uh, a nine. A nine. And okay. that is the charismatic and creative humanitarian. There you go. Do you want to give me some of yours so you can feel personally attacked too, hopefully? Uh, it says that the nine vibration is that of a wise old soul returning to wrap things up. Okay. It's a lifetime to focus fully and completely on letting go and surrendering and on gaining and acting upon higher spiritual principles. Do you have a mantra? Uh, is that, I don't, unless it's Are you bold. on Felicia? Yeah. Unless it's bold, I'm not saying it. Hold up. I'm going to go to you too. <laughs> I just keep reading mine. And I'm like, you have a sensible, traditional, well-behaved way about you and you aren't into people who aren't, who are otherwise. Oh my god. It says you're certainly at your best when you're moving with the flow rather than 
ensconced in old stories about the past and replaying old hurtful experiences or even replaying only the happy Disney moments in your mind. It's all a matter of balance and perspective. <sighs> I do do that. See, you just need to go through and read this. See, it's weird. So out of all the divinations, to be honest, because I've done, I've done Paul mystery, which is kind of weird because the guy was kind of spot on. Numerology honestly hits it kind of on the head if you want to know more about yourself. So anyone listening, if you want to figure out your life path, go to FeliciaBender.com or Google anything because it'll give you a life path. Um, just add up your numbers till you get a single digit or the master numbers, 11, 22, or 33. And share us with what you get. I'm curious if there are any other four life paths out there. Yeah, or nines. This is um, just creepy to read. It is really weird. It's so <laughs> – I'm going to have to read more about it later, but it's so – kind of spot on yeah yeah I, I stopped reading mine too and honestly I didn't read it before I got this because I wanted us all to feel like we were exploring numerology together but I feel personally attacked <laughs> um, okay so another type of divination is clairvoyance which clairvoyance means clear seeing which is also known as the sixth sense or ESP okay uh, so that would be more of like that spidey spidey senses Ooh, like the tingles Yes. Like you got to chill? Mm-hmm. And some clairvoyant can actually see auras of people. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it's the fact that they can clearly see through everything going on to see your aura. So they can see if somebody's a good person or a bad person or like they might be going through something because your aura reads differently. Yeah. Here's our Harry Potter divination. Oh, yeah. Tea reading. I was just going to say that. I was like, is it tea leaves? Or tassography. So that's a real thing. It is a real thing, and it's actually extremely difficult to do um, because what you have to do is you have to read the dregs of somebody's teacup, essentially. And different things mean different situations. So, like, uh, one of the things I read was if somebody were to read a mountain in your teacup, then that would signify something, some kind of obstacle you have to get over. Oh, okay. Another form of divination is tarot tarot cards oh, um my friend used which, to do that i'll say ironically it is the most popular form of divination because apparently everybody can read tarot i actually have like four friends who practice tarot yeah and i wish i could but again i feel like that's one of those things where i'd read it too much into it oh yeah because I already know the situations going through. So I'd much rather, and it's one thing that I do when I get my tarot read is I ask certain questions because I'm curious to see, and I feel like a horrible person as this is going to come out, if they're true. I don't think that's horrible. I think you, because I feel like some people say that they are psychics and right. not necessarily so. Right. Where somebody can be like, oh, I see the letter A somewhere in your life. And I'm like, that's not – now, if somebody were to be like, I see the letter A with somebody in your past who did this to you, like, specifically, and I'd be like, oh, my God. Right. Uh, that would be different. So I prefer a more specific tarot reader. Oh, no, I do, too. I think they should be that way. Um, which my friend actually did this online because I guess you can buy tarot readings on Etsy now. Oh. And she bought a tarot reading on Etsy, and I guess she sent this lady her picture and, like, a description about her. And from what my friend said, she was pretty spot on with some stuff she did not mention. Oh, yeah? So cool. I would love, love, love for someone to read my tarot. And I would love to meet somebody who's actually, like, 
that's my goal is I want I just want to meet a psychic who can like read my shit for real yeah I think that would be a super cool experience but then I'd be kind of like freaked out well there's I had like I've had my tarot read three times once when I was super young which basically told me I'd move out to California and see how well that's working out (laughs) Um, there's still time and that apparently, like, my love is, like, some dealing with, like, the letter F. And I was, like, there's no good people with the letter F. And I haven't met anyone with the letter F. Like, Fred, Frank, <laughs> Francois. Like, I, don't... I was, like, those are the only two, two letter Fs. Neither of those are a T or an H for Tom Hiddleston, so. <laughs> um, and then I had my tarot read when I was in Salem. And I don't remember it too much because there was a lot of chaos going on. And I was with the guy I was dating, so it was kind of hard to have, like, an actual tarot reading. Yeah. When the lady's like, is that the guy you're dating? Okay, well, I can't say some stuff I want to say. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, why don't you leave then? Bye. <laughs> and why don't you go check out the Harry Potter store next next to this? I'll meet you yeah. when I'm done. We'll meet, we'll meet at Raven's Nest later. There you go. Another form of divination is precognition, which is essentially what Sam and Ava are. Okay. Um, and that is the foreknowledge of an event, especially foreknowledge of a paranormal kind. Ooh. So actually, there has been some proof that this does exist. Okay. In that, uh, in the 16th century, a group of Spanish priests actually transcribed the dreams of a young woman named Lucretia de Leon over the span of a year. And she was actually able to predict the failure of the Spanish Armada and its attack of England in 1588. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was one of those things, because they kept a rolling track of these dreams she had, they were able to prove that she predicted this before. Yeah. Like, she didn't come out after saying, well, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. She was actually eventually arrested uh, by the Inquisition. Okay. (laughs) uh, And charged with treason and heresy. No. Okay. So, in 2015, a demographic study in Sleep and Dream Database asked if the individual had ever had a dream that seemed to anticipate or predict the future or a future event. Out of the 2,303 individuals, 1,304 were female, 999 males. I guess they couldn't get that one extra to roll it over. I was going to say, where's the other dude? 30% of females said yes, and 19% of males also said yes. Would that be kind of like if you had like a deja vu moment, or would you have to remember like the entire dream thing? That I'm not sure. Because I've had like, I've had like deja vu before, like when it happens, you're like kind of like, I've done this before, this has happened before, where there's a glitch in the matrix, how did it happen? Um, well, some people, okay, so and I'm going to go through theories that I've heard over my time that I that are not in my notes. So okay. I've heard that deja vu can actually be either the fact that, if, so if you go off of the idea that there are multiple realities, okay. the Marvel theory. Okay. And that there are multiple realities, so that means that there are mar- multiple versions of you. So, like, if the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse was the biggest example. So there was a Spider-Man... There was Miles Morales, who's a version of Spider-Man. There's Gwen Stacy as Spider-Gwen, who, instead of Peter Parker, Peter Parker dies, and she becomes, um, there's the retired, there's Noir, there's Spider-Pig. So there's these different versions <laughs> of Spider-Man Yeah, in Sorry. the multiverse. Spider-Pig got me. Yeah, he's a thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so there's that. 
spider pig, spider, spider pig, pig does whatever a spider, spider pig, pig does. Can't. Does he swing <laughs> from a web? No, he can't, because he's a pig. Look out. Here comes spider pig. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't own any of that song. <laughs> I don't claim to own any of that song. Don't come at me. But, so in the idea that there is this multiverse going on, it's some kind of, like, twinge in which one of you had dealt with the same kind of thing, so it's kind of like your gut telling you that something has already happened. Okay. Because a different version of you has already gone through that same event. Oh, that's so weird. Um, and then there's the idea that your subconscious already knew that this was going to happen. And this is where that precognition kind of comes in, which I think is where that deja vu, like, oh, I know I've seen this before. Okay. Because your subconscious has already showed it to you, but because it was in your subconscious, your conscious didn't realize. So that feeling is your consciousness meeting with your subconscious and acknowledging it okay interesting and this is my been this has been my ted talk thank you (laughs) so carl jung a swiss psychologist proposed quote perspective function for dreams uh, meaning that various impressions from daily life are used in the unconscious and used to individual possible aspects of someone's future Meaning that uh, in your awakening time, your body takes things from daily life. And when you're sleeping, your subconscious is is constantly working and pulling from your conscience to come up with these possible outcomes for your future. Okay. Which is essentially what your dreams are. Um, And this idea can actually be traced back to Aristotle. So the interpretation of dreams didn't really start happening until Sigmund Freud began to kind of unravel it. Oh, good old Um, Siggy. He's quoted as saying psychoanalysis is actually founded on the analysis of dreams, which was um, in 1912. And according to Freud, dreams are fundamentally a means for fulfilling the wishes that we are not able to fulfill during our waking lives. So basically, when you're dreaming, you're subconscious is releasing these repressed desires and they manifest in our dreams in a secret language where that whole like dreaming like if you dream that you're naked at your job that means that you're actually there's something behind it or if you dream of a cloud that means a certain thing so like that dream interpretation yeah that people like read into dreams meaning something came from do you dream about being naked at work Liz I actually have never uh had a work dream I don't think I have either And I think the closest I might have had was when I worked at the haunted house. Okay. But the weird thing that I've noticed my dreams do, and I asked a coworker when they were talking about a dream, is that I never dream of an exact place from my consciousness. So I've had dreams where I've been in my school. Uh Uh-huh. But my school isn't exactly my school. Okay. The rooms are different, but like the hallways are longer or something's different. Right. Where I can physically tell that it's not, but it feels like it is that school. Right. Um, I had a dream that I was in a house and like, I was like, oh, this is my house. But like, obviously there's more rooms and stuff. But the feeling was that it was my house, but the look, something was different. And I guess that's that kind of inception idea. Yeah. Where because no one's controlling your mind, you know you're in a dream because something's different. Whereas inception works to recreate it almost perfectly so you don't know you're in a dream. Yeah. I'm just bringing all kinds of, like, Spider-Man, Inception, welcome to my... (laughs) (laughs) So Carl Jung actually differed his theory from dreams from Sigmund Freud. And uh, according to him, 
dreams do not deceive, lie, distort, or disguise. They're actually a what he called a dialogue between the ego and the self. So Jung also, if anyone ever took any kind of psychology, the id, ego, superego. Mm-hmm. So the id being kind of like the evil, the ego being your, yourself, and the superego being your subconscious. The ego is a reflective process encompassing our conscious being, while self is the orgas- or- organismic... <laughs> the what? <laughs> organismic <laughs> process! <laughs> I thought we were going to start talking about something totally different there, Liz. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, organismic process encompassing the totality of our physical, biological, psychological, social, and cultural being that includes the consciousness as well as the unconscious. Um, okay. So the dialogue between the two concerns recent memories, present difficulties, and future solutions. So what it does is it kind of like internalizes the past, including what you're going through, and constantly tries to, like, figure out your outcomes. Oh, okay. So, like, if you're going through a rocky part of your relationship, mm-hmm. and you're not sure, you, you're uncomfortable with where you are, you're unsure of where you're going to go, but you want it to go a certain way, what ends up happening, according to Young, is that based on what you've gone through in the past while you're sleeping, your subconscious is constantly pulling from daily life, trying to figure out all of these different aspects, which could then come across as trying to see the future. Oh. Which then you could get deja vu in case something happens. Yeah. Happens. It happens all the time. So, little dream talk for you. Next time you fall asleep and you wake up like you think you just saw the future, you just got younged. <laughs> just kidding, that's not a real term, don't. <laughs> I'm not a psychologist, I don't pretend to be. You've been younged. You've been younged. <laughs> but if you do have something like that, tweet at us and tell us because I want to know. Heck yeah, we want to know or, all these things. Or if you have the same kind of like dream distortion that I have where you feel like you're in a specific place, but then there's something off. I don't know. At least I know I'm not alone because my one coworker told me that they deal with it too. Yeah. But, and the crazier part is, uh, in all this, I'm actually curious. I want to look it up. I'll probably do it when we get off of this. Uh, I was always curious about reoccurring dreams. Yeah. Because I want to know what they mean. Because as a little kid, I always had the same reoccurring dream and like little things would change and occasionally like, so I'll tell you. And if somebody knows, please slide into my dms and let me know because maybe i was just a messed up kid uh so growing up my parents had a an oldsmobile okay wood paneling and everything uh and when i was really young i'd have this reoccurring dream and i lived near a river and two blocks from my house there was the boat dock with a boat launch and then three or four blocks over there's a bridge that crosses the river for cars to go across so every night occasionally i would have this dream that would happen where i would be driving the oldsmobile Far too young, probably couldn't reach the pedal, but I was driving the Oldsmobile, and I always ended up in the river. Sometimes I would just take the boat dock and end up in the river. Sometimes my brother, my younger brother, would be in the car with me in the passenger seat, and sometimes I would try to cross the bridge, but somehow, no matter what, would always fall off the side of the bridge and end up in the river. In the car? Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. And I had this dream, like, ten plus times in my life. Oh, my life. goodness. I haven't had it in a long, long time, but, like, Throughout my childhood, this dream was a recurring thing. Wow. Yeah. No, I don't know what that means, but. I haven't, I don't I think the only time I have, it's not reoccurring because it's, I mean, it's different every time I have it. But like, if you're sleeping and you have to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. I have a dream that like, I can find a bathroom, but none of the stalls have doors on them. 
It's always a public restroom. And wait, hold on. You have that dream too? Sorry, Arby's telling me she has that dream too. How what? weird is that? What? I read a public bathroom, but they don't have any doors. But then do you have to wake up and go to the bathroom? Sometimes. Oh, that is so oh, weird. It is. Dreams are crazy. Yeah, it's so weird. But they, that tells my body to wake up because obviously I'm not going to, you know, pee yeah. myself. So that's so weird that you have those dreams too. Like, I don't think all the time. Not all the time, no, but yeah, like. Oh my goodness, you and your dog have the same dream. That's so crazy. Yeah, like, I'll have to, like, go to the bathroom, you know, and then I find a public restroom, and I will check, like, every stall in this restroom in my dream, and none of them have doors, and I'm not just going to, and there's people in there. It's not like it's just, like, there's no one in the restroom. So you're not going to just pee in front of people. Yeah. And I think that's what wakes me up, and it's like, you know, you really have to go. <laughs> you have to go <gasps> now. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. I mean, you have the so same dream. My only, oh, I told you about my dream the other day. Yeah. Right? One of those dreams where you wake up and you can fall back in the same spot. Mm-hmm. That's that pretty nice. I always liked those dreams, but sometimes I would have, a, like, horror movie-style dreams. Yeah, I would. Where I would wake up and I would specifically, like, stay awake because I did not want to go back into it. Right, yeah, that's not, that's not a good one to go back to. Mine was a dream about Kit Moore, so it was totally different. Eh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's all I got is I dove into divination and dream interpretation. I didn't realize that uh, all those things were considered divination. <laughs> and there's actually a lot, there's a lot more too. A lot of tentacles on that jellyfish. A lot of tentacles on that jellyfish. I love it. I don't even know what the episode for next time is, do you? For episode 11. Yeah. I don't. Season 2, episode 11. I feel like I looked ahead and now I just forget it. Uh, oh, Playthings. Oh, that episode. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Once oh, you yeah, realize what it is, you're like, okay. I I'm can... not, yeah, I'm not good with titles. People, I read all the time on Twitter, people are like this, you know, just a random name of an episode. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You need to give me, like, what actually happened in the episode. Okay, well, that was interesting. We got crazy there at the end. We had a crazy <laughs> beginning. We had a crazy <laughs> ending. <laughs> Uh, I hope everyone stayed along for the ride. Oh, me too. Oh, thank you guys for riding that one out with us. <laughs> for an episode that we, we said that wasn't how much happened. You know that that happens to us every time we're like, <laughs> this episode like, kind of stunk, you know, we really didn't like it. And then we end up talking for like a couple hours on it. <laughs> well, I, I wonder if it's because I feel like subconsciously <laughs> I'm like oh because this didn't have much I gotta dig deeper for something to talk about so then I try and find something that's interesting and it turns out that I get drawn in yeah well I'm glad I didn't have a lot of random stuff so that you could talk more about divination yeah me too I mean I always like random stuff so I'll take that too well you're welcome <laughs> now I have more places to get it so yes <laughs> all the sources I'm just tacking them on now I got three Hey. Well, no, four, I guess if you count my rankings, that's like four, five, five. Yeah. So, oh, and oh, Urban Dictionary, six. See, you don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to us on this episode. Thank you. Keep sharing us. And oh, my goodness. How about that tweet about people wanting to talk to us, actually, about Supernatural? Oh, my God. That was Let's like the coolest thing ever. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs>
Oh, and uh, before I'm looking that up, what about um, Deanna? You said that she read something in your voice. Oh, yeah, sorry. I don't know if you want me to be the soundtrack to your subconscious. <laughs> Adding, just add me onto your inner dialogue. It's like a map quest voice. And now I'm like, which voice? Because apparently, according to my mom, my voice keeps changing. <laughs> so this tweet was from season 14, Time for a Podcast. They're not wrong. They uh, tweeted at us in Two Chicks Pod. It's Two Chicks in the Plural of Apocalypse. Uh, and then the Hey Ass Butt podcast. <laughs> uh, and they said they want to do a super show. But they don't all know. of us talking Supernatural. I would love that. Just because I love talking about Supernatural. So, like, the more people I can get talking about Supernatural, the better. And I hope somebody is, like, really obsessed with a character that I don't necessarily care for. Oh, that would be cool. I think it would be a lot of fun. And if you guys, because they said, but for what episodes? If you guys have any ideas on what episode you would want to these four awesome podcasts to talk about let us know obviously my vote is changing channels yeah <laughs> i knew that see i know that title i know that um, <laughs> or the mystery spot oh yeah yeah that's a good one but yeah send us suggestions because i think that'd be a lot of fun to do yeah, and then it doesn't have to just be I... us all the time you can listen to other people people that want to collaborate with us Oh, that's another thing. I posted um, on Twitter about the voicemail. Yes. You guys can actually record. You don't need any equipment. Use your phone. Use your computer. Uh, Anything microphone. that has a microphone. Yeah. And it's just simple. On, the, on our website, there's a uh, widget on the side. And all you have to do is click record. Say what you want to say. I think you get like 60 to 90 seconds. Uh, and then you can do it anonymously. But I mean, I'd prefer if you had your name at least in your recording uh, or you can put your name in you don't have to put your email you can just put your name or your twitter handle or however you want to be identified uh, and then we can actually take that recording and put it in our episode so we can hear like everybody can hear you anything you want to say your thoughts yeah. on the episode that we're coming up to like any of that stuff yeah so obviously we, like right now you know that we're talking about what playthings. yeah uh, next, so like, if you watch that episode, you really have something you want to say. Like, you can leave us that voicemail, and we'll get to it and add it into that episode. Yeah, I mean, you can even just re like leave random thoughts on anything because that's pretty much what we do. So, <laughs> and you listen to it. So, um, and also, be sure to check out our website soon because uh, we should have some bios up there, and then eventually we'll have some photographs, pictures of us. Oh, of us. Oh my goodness! Look at this random dog. Yeah, we're gonna have pictures and yeah, but there's a whole blog section, so we can just start writing, you know, random crap down. Um, which will eventually be a top favorite characters, top favorite villains, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, we we have a, a bunch of stuff written down that we can add to that. So keep your eyes peeled. We're working on new things. Yep, and that's also another place that you can go listen to episodes. There's a whole mm -hmm. podcast um, button that has every and you time. Can, it's connected it, to our feed, so every time it updates when we put a new episode up. And then you can take that link and share it with your friends and family. Yes, share it with everyone. Or share it with strangers you don't even know. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, you can make friends or frenemies. Oh. <laughs> no one knows, but thank you guys so much for listening to us again. Thank you. We always have a hard time ending these. <laughs> um, and make sure to share us with your friends, families, anyone you like or know. Um, yes. Check out our social medias. 
uh, share us on your social medias and uh, just keep listening and loving us. All okay. right, guys. Till next time. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Balls, a supernatural podcast with Lizzie and Missy. If you want more, follow on Twitter and Instagram at SBNBallsPod or email SBNBallsPod at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe and follow Balls on your favorite streaming service.